This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Funny to think, it's funny to say, funny be attacked by bird this way, Jake and Amir, though Byron Murphy like to drink curfew, all jacked up, call me Billy Scuffery, the If I Were You show skits about Captain Cruncher, boy, get the hell out of my laptop store, the podcast audio, settle down, time to be amused, loving fans to be abused, If I Were You show now. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I liked it. That was like Dave Matthews Band chic, but not quite Dave Matthews Band cover. Right. It was actually an original adapted from a song of his called Subversion. Shout out to Jake because Amir never does. I don't know what that means. I don't shout you out? I guess. Um, this guy. Oh, wait, you don't shout me out? He said shout out to Jake because Amir never does? Yeah. That's true. You don't shout me out enough. I... You're never like shout out to Jake or big ups to Jake or like give it up for Jake. If we're talking to each other, when would I ever say shout out to Jake while speaking to you? When you like introduce the show, you'd be like, hey, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. I'm Amir. Shout out to Jake. (laughs) No, that's what I would say if you weren't there. Why would I shout out? What? You could say big big ups to Jake then. Like, I'm Amir, big ups to my co-host. And then I will be like, Jake here. But you never do that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's right. It's fine. I don't, like, it doesn't weigh heavily on me. It is what it is, you know? But but it does weigh a little bit, which is, I think, is too much. I think it does, yeah, it doesn't weigh, but it chips away. It doesn't weigh heavy, but it chips away. That's bad. Chipping away is worse than weighing heavy. Yeah, I I, I would say it's, this episode is maybe the straw that breaks the camel's back. I feel like (laughs) I've been, I've been an absolute ox yeah. And I, I hate to even think of myself as a camel with straw on their back, but like, I think I've been an ox, if anything. <laughs> so this was and written I've by, had, yeah, this was written by a friend uh, of sorry, yours. Sorry, so I guess I, you told I, them to say that. Or, yeah, I, was just, <laughs> I was just wondering if I could finish. And? <laughs> I'm an ox. And yeah, no, I my back that. is finally broken under the weight of all of your, all of your slights. You're not an ox. All of your, your snide asides. You're a, you're a you balsa may, wood. You're a, uh, you're a dry stick. You're incredibly breakable. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm a fucking. I have like. I feel like I have the mental fortitude of, of that of like uh of a of an ox in a way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're an ox. I don't think you're strong. I don't think you're mentally strong, especially not mentally strong. Well, I have, yeah, I have like, it's, it's, I think I have like this, this armor and it's hard to hurt my feelings, but sometimes things like a lifetime of snide asides will chip away at my oxen constitution. And that leaves me in a, a vulnerable state, which is not normal for me to be. To be insecure and sad and scared and hurt it's, by you. God, God here it. we are. Yes, here we are. Uh, this guy who wrote this song, which really derailed us, is Calvin Yeager. <laughs> he, he, exposed, he exposed our weak foundation. Oh, you know what? I misread it. It says, shout out Amir. Jake never does. Really? 
<laughs> yeah. Which, whatever, I guess. That hurts I'm to fine. hear. Dude. <laughs> Why? That one too? Uh, all right. This is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. Uh, it's a holiday week, Wednesday, July 3rd at the time of recording. This will post on uh, Monday, July 8th, right around the 4th of July. Very uh, patriotic. I thought we'd celebrate, not with fireworks, but with a lightning round episode. That's cool. Thank you. Um, so these are questions that we, um, not submitted. How do you say like requested on Twitter? Solicited? Yeah, solicited. That's right. Shout out to Jake. Uh, Big ups to Jake. <laughs> Woo! Finally get the fucking credit I'm due. Uh, so we solicited some questions, some quick hits on Twitter. Um, got over 100. We're going to try to get to as many as possible uh, right off the bat. Jake, why don't you load it too, and then we can just go back and forth. I love that idea. Uh, here's a quick and easy one. Best genre of food, says Lucas Myers. Um, I think mm, it's a real toss-up between Mexican, Japanese, <laughs> Italian, <laughs> That's and a lot. American. Narrow it down to two. I also like Greek. Okay, B- between two of those oh ones God. that I mentioned, because there's a couple <laughs> others that I really yeah. enjoy. Lightning I'll round. say... <laughs> Tell you what, why don't we go Tex-Mex? <laughs> Single elimination and by, style. Can I do Tex-Mex? Because that's sort of a fusion. <laughs> that way I get the barbecue and a burrito. I'll say Japanese street food because I feel like that includes sushis, sushi and burgers. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can I say, which one is pad thai but also a grilled cheese? Oh, that's fucking true. Food's so good. I'm, a st- I'm hungry. Give me a fucking comfort food that has like cereal, but also general tso's. Yeah, man, damn. What is it? What's your favorite genre? Uh, I'll go with a real uh, underrated one. I think is Thai. Thai really came onto the scene a little later in my life, but uh, I'm never disappointed in Thai. Even bad Thai is good to me. Oh, interesting. I guess I'll. I also don't love cheese enough to go Mexican oh, or American. Gotcha. Thai food is cheeseless. Right. I think I mean I love Mexican food because I like I love rice, beans, cheese, bread, but Mexican food does not have enough bacon in it, at least like the non-Americanized versions of it. Right. So, and for that reason, I will uh-huh. say American food <laughs> on the eighth of July, goatest cuisine of all time. We fucking got it right. Big ups to George Washington. Props to John Hancock. Thanks for getting it done. Yeah, I want an impossible burger and a side of rice. (laughs) Side of rice. Give me a fucking rib and a side of brown rice dry. Olivia, have a hot hot dog, charboiled, burnt to a crisp. Oh, and how about a side of rice? (laughs) You want a hot dog. And then on the side of the hot dog is just steamed white rice. <laughs> hot dog. I'll have a burger. And then on the side, yeah. And on the side, rice. <laughs> Got it. All right. Any any other questions that you found? Oh, um, let's see. A lot of these are about basketball, which I don't mind, but I don't want to make about the whole show. I mean, this isn't a Buckets episode after all. Ooh, I like this question. If you guys had to host another HeadGum podcast, which one would you choose? Wow, that is. If we fun. could thieve a, uh, if we could thieve a show from one of our amazing artists that you can check out on headcom.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would we thieve? I would say punch up the jam, but I'm not talented enough to come up with new songs. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all fantasy everything seems really fun. You just get to rank your favorite stuff. Yeah, that's. I think all fantasy everything is probably one of the coolest formats. Um, I like Billy and Adam's show. That's really that's a that's a really a nice little a nice little game that they play. Yeah, we borderline do that now, but we give advice. But yeah, they take a topic and discuss their like previous, present, and future with them. So that's a yeah. good, that's a good structure. I think it's a really nice structure. Shout out to No Joke Pod. Shout out to All Fantasy Everything. Shout out to Punch Up the Jam and um, Big Ups to Jake. Thanks, dude. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. I don't hear that enough. <laughs> uh, dream holiday destination. I guess this, it means vacation. This is actually very interesting because I, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to actually going on my honeymoon. Interesting. One year after the fact. Uh, someday I might actually do it. Is it a honeymoon if it's just a vacation with your wife 19 months after the wedding? It's honestly turning to... It's getting to the point where... It does not count as a honeymoon. If you don't, I don't think if you if you don't take it within a year, yeah, it's not a honeymoon. And I wanted, <laughs> I, I don't want to air air all of my grievances against my wife on this podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, she can't make up her mind. <laughs> but she, I, I, I begged, I begged to go on a honeymoon right after the wedding. I've always wanted to be whisked away to uh, a romantic lo- location and and spend two weeks, you know, driving the Italian coast or hiking the French Alps. Um, but no, I couldn't do that. Not after the wedding. It was, it was too busy. We had already taken enough time off of work planning the wedding. That's right. So yeah, when you, I feel like weddings get bigger and bigger now. So it's, you need more time. You need more time off to plan the thing and then you can't do the honeymoon. Right. Uh, the, and then the plan was to go on our honeymoon this summer, but it, Jill got a new job. So <laughs> I can't fucking yeah, win. Yeah, just, uh, just the dream vacation destination, I guess. Um, I just can't fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, you can't. <laughs> Sounds no, like you're having an awesome time. Um, you are going to go on a vacation. It just won't be within the random arbitrary 12-month mark, which I'm not really sure what that means. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's true. <laughs> no, but we're fighting a lot. I know. Where do you want to go? Just say <laughs> Iceland. Honeymoon related. I want to just. I want to. I want an escape. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> is that too much to ask? Um, Who here thinks a beach is too much to ask for? I've been thinking. So I really have been thinking about my honeymoon, and what I've wanted to do is like the the French, Italian, and Swiss Alps in the in the middle of summer, like Alpine lakes, uh, snow capped mountains, valleys with flowers. That's that's my vibe. That's what I want. But then I've seen some friends been going to Greece and like diving off a catamaran into a crystal blue ocean seems pretty fucking perfect too. So I'm, I'm torn. <laughs> so, so far, two questions up and both answers. You're on the fence, torn, can't decide. Yeah. Nothing's right, I'm torn. <laughs> You're a little late. How about Japan, Tokyo? That way you can eat every meal with a side of rice. That's my dream vacation is Tokyo. Never been, hear great things, want to attend. I feel like what the question is, what's the, what is, what's the, what is the, what's the question exactly? Dream, um, dream holiday destination. Okay. So that's, that's one that we have not been to where we'd want to go. Yeah. Um, Cool. So I guess in that case, I'll say the Dalmatian coast of Croatia. Very nice. Thank you. Um, uh, 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 um, Okay. Brittany Howard writes, 
top five things to do in both L.A. and New York for someone who will be traveling to both from Canada in the near future. Your favorite things to do in both. She wants 10 things, but why don't we just, why don't we give her a few? Yeah, I mean, it's been hard for me to answer a much simpler question. Well, actually, having five does help a little bit. Yeah, okay, you go New York, I'll go L.A. Okay, depending when you're visiting, I think uh, seeing some kind of sports thing is a fun way to, like, experience New York. Because you got to get on the subway, you have to, like, kind of do the transportation, and then you're also surrounded by lots of New Yorkers. So if there's, like, a Yankees game, a Mets game, um, there could also be... You know, if you're in the, if it's later in the summer, maybe there's even the U.S. Open happening. That'd be really cool. That's cool. All right, I'll steal that for a Dodger game, and then also go West Side, Santa Monica, uh, rent a bike, which I don't know how to actually ride, but I hear good things. You can go to Santa Monica, Venice, uh, eat on the uh, near the beach, shop around, uh, enjoy yourself out there. Yeah, biking down the Santa Monica boardwalk is cool. Also, pro tip, I believe Friday night Dodger games, there's a fireworks show afterwards. Okay, that's a solid tip. Um, back to <clears throat> the big crapple. Uh, fuck, I guess I'll just, I'll, I, I'm, I'm flustered, so I'll just say see a Broadway show. That, oh, you can't good. go wrong there, though. That's, that's solid. You should definitely do that. And I'm going to yeah. think harder for tip number three. Okay, a lot of good street tacos. You can almost do like a street taco tour. We're talking taco trucks that um, are very well respected, highly regarded. If you want some authentic Mexican taco trucks, uh, I'm sure there's a blogger website that tells you exactly where to go to eat some of your your new favorite foods, of your new favorite genre of food. This is my shirt. Uh, you, know, <laughs> oh, you don't have to worry oh, about it. Broadway's fine. And, uh, yeah. We don't have to actually give. You five. can also, you can see it off Broadway show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have famous. What about the Staten Island? Yeah, Staten Island uh, Ferry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Staten Island. <laughs> oh, I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Uh, all right, you found uh, another question? Uh, yeah, this one I like. It's gin, vodka, or tequila, and I'll turn it into a fuck, Mary kill. Oh, interesting. I yeah. will um, uh, um, marry vodka, because that one uh, offends me the least. Okay. Um, I will kill gin, because I'm not a fan. Okay. And as for tequila, fuck tequila. I'm not a fan of that either. Wait, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay. I think I like tequila the most, but I'm still going to kill it because it gives me the most problems. I see. It hurts you. Yeah, it hurts me. It hurts me bad. And I'll fuck, I'll fuck vodka because I could fuck with vodka. <laughs> nice. And gin, I'll marry gin because I, I have too much respect for gin to fuck with it, you know? <laughs> uh, that's really cool. Thanks. Uh, is it my turn? Oh, yeah, it's my turn. Uh, here's a basketball one that's more about Jake. It's how little will Jake care if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers? This will be instantly dated. Kawhi will have made his decision by the time this comes out. So how, how little you know or much do you decision? care? How do you know he'll make his decision by then? Uh, he's dragging his feet, but I believe he has to make it for the Lakers' sake by July 6th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Because like, free agency is such a long time, but they're yeah. like, you have to decide by July 6th, like wait months before it's over. Uh, yes, exactly. I mean, like 99.9% of people decide within the first day or two. It's very rare that he's taken this long. Uh, it's July 3rd at the time of recording. I'm guessing he decides today or tomorrow. Interesting. 
And so you're saying the question is how much will it matter to me? Yeah. Do you care at all as a LeBron fan? I'd like to hear your answer before I give mine. Uh, I sort of talked about it on buckets yesterday, but I've never cared about anything more than where Kawhi Leonard signs. It's keeping me up at night. It's stressing me out. I'm refreshing blogs. I'm in the deep web. I'm texting friends trying to find any inside information. Everything is completely locked down. I'm losing sleep. I'm tired, angry, and annoyed. And I'm starting to think he won't sign with the Lakers, so all this will be for naught. So how much do you care? bitch well, I, about if Kawhi Leonard signs with the fucking LA Lakers. Honestly, I, my question to you was how much do you think I care? I already know that you <laughs> care the max. <laughs> um, uh, you oh. you verbally, uh, sorry. You Ask verbally me again. attacked me, bud. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I think you're kind of invested, but uh, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy LeBron and Anthony Davis on the Lakers either way. Yeah, I guess, would it ruin anything for for you if Kawhi didn't sign with the Lakers like are, will it it diminishes the Anthony Davis trade does that it will it diminish the Lakers in your eyes uh it'll they'll be a lot better with him it'll be well, yeah, sad definitely. it'll be sad if he chooses the Clippers over the Lakers because then it's like I want to live in LA but I want to play with the Clippers if he goes back to Toronto I think that's completely understandable and that's where I'm leaning right now I think he's gonna just re-sign with his whole team for another year or two is everyone else on that team still though Everyone else is. Uh, Danny Green is also a free agent, but he would probably re-sign with Toronto if Kawhi... Oh, right. Yeah, Danny. I think I'd read that Danny Green was waiting to see what Kawhi does. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Uh, So do you care? Yeah, I I want him to be... I guess if he was a Laker, I'd be super excited. Um, But I think it would... if 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 he remained a Raptor, it would also be very exciting. And I'd probably root for the Raptors. Uh, yeah next season again i can't i can't fault him for staying in toronto toronto did their best uh efforts to keep this uh really mercurial silent brooding superstar so it'd be cool if they pulled it off Mm -hmm. yeah uh you got a question um let's see oh i just i just saw the uh will jake care if Kawhi goes to there's a lot of lakers questions huh i know i think I think people understand um, the stress I'm going through. What's a smart way to get fired from your job? Ooh. Is there a smart way? A smart way? Well, getting fired is better than quitting because you'll get severance. Um, So right off the bat, getting fired is a smart way of leaving a job. But what's the smartest way of getting fired? Hmm. That's... It's I don't know because like you you really have to it'll show up on your resume too you can't yeah. like you got that's you got to think about that a little bit right yeah give me like uh, you don't want to be if, like if they want to call your old boss if you're like getting a new job what is two months severance if you're gonna get uh, dragged when uh, yeah. when you get that reference yeah what if you uh, what if you find something out about the CEO and you. Uh, blackmail him to firing you with like six months severance that way he has to speak glowingly of you he gives you cash not to work for the next half year and then whatever job you get next uh he has to give you a good reference that's solid but you have to find something to blackmail him about yeah so you'll plant some sort of seedy email material and usually people are um up to nefarious things regardless so it doesn't really right yeah how to fair this is a smart way to get fired is to blackmail your boss i mean everyone's hiding a pretty 
pretty evil secret. I know right off my, the top of my head, I have like, I must have five evil little deeds that I'm like <laughs> currently navigating in terms of honestly, taking people down that, or lying. You, like, I, yeah. don't, I can't think of five evil deeds that just like nasty little secrets that could ruin you on the day. Like, how many do you have? Like, just. You don't have to say them, obviously, because they would ruin not only your life, but other people's. But, like, how many nasty little evil things do you have that Sorry. are sort of You're, you rumbling that, that, in your head? <laughs> wait, rumbling in my head? Like, you can you Keep can you up offhand. at night, scare you, <laughs> make it so you can't look in the mirror for too long. Can I have an example of one of yours? We can edit this part out of the show. Yeah, so, like, an example of one of mine is that I... I um. I accidentally, quote unquote, uh, ended somebody in high school. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I made someone not be. Persona non grata, body gana, in high school. You disappeared somebody. <laughs> yeah. I vanished somebody else with one trace, but the trace is a clue that I sit on and I find myself. In you're times a, of sorrow, wondering what killer. came of me. Yeah, you're, you're a sociopath. You're a psycho. <laughs> yeah. So if you could find something like that on your boss, I feel you're like absolutely that's a, sick. That's, that's a smart. smart way. Yeah, that's smart. Um, I have another one. Okay. When Amir finally plays D and D, what class <laughs> do you think he'd play? Okay. Let's take a break and answer this question on the other side of these messages because I need to ask you a lot of questions about that. Hell yeah. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh, uh, did I sneeze? <laughs> no, I was blessing them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gazuntite. <laughs> so you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional looking portfolio or online store. Yes. Exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh my God. That's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes. If you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com. And then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and That's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is buyrodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y-Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy just something buy for Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> yeah. buy by I might Rodney. buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you can find out at HiRodney.com. Uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should go to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use Squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's Squarespace.com slash segments right. and use that coupon code, that promo code segments mm -hmm. So when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com yep. slash segments. Right on. <laughs> 
Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our show. Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels mm. your unwanted subscriptions. Yo, that's cool. Then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills. Wow, very nice. I mean, this is just an instant way to save cash. Yeah, and it's good to save cash because it's good to have cash because that way you can spend the cash on different that you things. haven't saved. Whether yeah. you want to spend it on a trip or a right. salad. Right. Like different ways. Those to are the two things you can buy right now. Yes, easily. You have to choose. Uh, in fact, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and helped them save an average of $720 a year. That's a lot of cash saved. That's half a billion dollars in canceled subscriptions. Man, if I had that much cash, I would absolutely rent like a three-bedroom You'd have hundreds or, of millions of dollars left yeah. over. Well, then I might even do well three. Buy a, a mansion. I would do a buy three, a yacht. I would do a three bedroom <laughs> with a one car garage, but it is it's attached, it's so you can ADU. actually go right in from from the garage and into you the can house. Make passive to go income, outside. sort of renting that space out. Right. So you yeah, if I had how much? You said, how many billion? Five hundred million dollars. Mil so if I had five hundred million dollars, I could have yeah a. a uh, a three bedroom with an ADU studio that I could Airbnb. You could have like a thousand of them. hundred dollars in yes, bed. you could do whatever and you I'm want. Cash <laughs> at that point. You already have the cash. You have the half a bill. What would I do with a hundred dollars a night in an Airbnb? You have so much more than that. Wow. Interest alone, you can have fifty million dollars a year. Maybe I do a two car garage. It doesn't matter. Because then you I would buy have, whatever. Then the I would. I wouldn't want to have the second car, but you'd have. If a friend came over and it was raining, they could park in the garage and go right in through the house because, like I said, it's. You change the climate with that much money it would never rain on your parade because you'd be rich <laughs> wow and if you want to be rich you can go to rocketmoney.com slash segments that's rocketmoney.com slash segments that way they know we brought you right on thanks rocket money thanks and we're back okay uh read the question again when amir finally plays D, &D what class do you think he'll play so what are the options uh i can you want me to run them through Sure. Okay. <laughs> Buckle up, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, never mind. Oh, what oh, are your on. career influences, <laughs> and what should I do to take my gap year in Germany? Okay, if you want a career as a barbarian. <laughs> uh, all right, so the classes are... I'll read through them, and any, if any of them spark joy, ask, and I can uh, let you know about them. Okay. Uh, well, actually, no, that can just basically tell you as we go through. Barbarian, fierce warriors, Okay. A bard, an inspiring magician, clerics, priestly champions, druids, a priest of the old faith, uh, fighter, a master of martial combat, monk, a master of martial arts, paladin, a holy warrior bound by a sacred oath, ranger, a warrior who, combat, who combats threats on the edges of civilization. Oh, sorry. Did I say uh, ranger? Uh, rogue. <laughs> Rogue, a scoundrel who uses stealth and trickery to overcome obstacles and enemies. All right, stop talking. That's me. I want the rogue. I want the scoundrel. I want to be a sharp-witted man who absolutely takes advantage of his foes with my fast thinking and quick-wittedness. Well, you could also be a wizard because that's a scholarly magic user. If you want to be smart, that's like a, a class you could use your smart. No, I'd really code. like to be a, a needle-nosed, uh, <laughs> mousy little rogue. So you can play a rat folk rogue. Yeah, and I'm just like, ooh, answer me these questions for... <laughs> And everyone like doesn't want to deal with me because I kind of reek of shit. But I like <laughs> think that I'm in charge of things that I'm not actually in charge of. Oh, that I actually just, sounds that it sounds super fun. Yeah, like I'm knowledgeable about a bar just because I never left. You know. Yeah, I like that. 
I, uh, yeah, a rat folk rogue. We figured it out. What is rat folk? Well, there's, so D&D has classes and races. And uh, of the races, you know, there's like your typical stuff like dwarf, elf, half-elf, uh, halfling. Like the things from that you see from like Lord of the Rings. Um, but then there's also like these sub-races like uh, a rat humanoid. <laughs> a rat humanoid. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's pretty that's cool. that's like the closest thing to a chipmunk. And what do I care about what a chipmunk would play? I guess you could play something that's like not anything like you as a person, but it's kind of fun that like you are a chipmunk in real life and then you could play a chipmunk in, um, in D&D. I just okay. think that's nice. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not, a, yeah. I mean, I can play a chipmunk. Like I could be like, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm a chipmunk and whatever, but I'm not, you know that I'm not one. <laughs> well, you are a chipmunk, bub. <laughs> you don't get to decide that, bub. You don't get to decide what you are, man. What did you have for breakfast today? I had... This is so fucked up, because for about a week, I ate normal shit, and then today I had seven soft acorns for breakfast. <laughs> and you asked me, what did I have for breakfast today? Today is the day, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's chipmunk food, in a way. I had soft acorns and a, a series of seeds. <laughs> uh, all right, so gl- glad we figured that out. Yeah. Aren't I coming on NatPod if you guys hit some sort of Patreon mark or something? Yeah, yeah, I forgot to ask you about that. But if we hit a Patreon goal on uh, NatPod, you have to be on it, so... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we're uh, we're ninety percent of the way there also. So. Nice. Uh so yeah. I do have to do it. Eighty nine percent complete. <laughs> a mere guess. If we hit this goal, Amir Blumenfeld will finally enter the studio and be forced to learn how Dungeons and Dragons work. So we're eighty nine percent of the way there. <laughs> Ooh, I hope I don't hold out and make you guys give me a lot of cash to play. I'd hate for you guys to be deemed as liars or nefarious fools for taking advantage of your Patreons. <laughs> yeah, this is actually you're perfect. This is in character, absolutely. <laughs> um all right. Connor O'Kevin says, would you rather drink one pint of pee every six months or always have a tiny bit of pee in any water you drink? Wait, sorry, say that one more time. Excuse me. So would you rather drink a pint of pee every six months or always have a tiny bit of pee in any water you drink? Oof. Uh, Probably the pint every six months. Yeah, just get it over with. Just like one day... Pound slam, boom, done. Yeah, I think I'd go a tiny bit of pee and just convince myself that there's no pee pee in there. I think it would always taste a little. You'd hint a little bit of pee, and then like think of how often you share what. Like if you, if I have a if I have a water and someone's like, hey, can I have a sip of that? I'd have to be like, um, you don't, because I drink my water with a little bit of pee <laughs> and a side of rice and a side of rice. <laughs> uh, so you're going pint. I'm going for uh, micro pee pee. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting question. Cage Edgar writes, what's the worst form of self-expression? <laughs> like, don't find yourself in any way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Stop stop discovering new things about yourself in a creative outlet. Yeah. So what would you say? Uh, fucking painting? The worst? Uh, painting is fine. I I don't mind painting. It's therapeutic and sometimes interpretive it's dance. Good. Yeah, interpretive dance is pretty bad because it it always looks like 
regardless of if it's good or bad, it always looks pretty weird. Right. I also feel like dan- there's some like writing, painting, music, they all feel kind of personal, like even though they're shared with a wider audience later, and maybe that's the goal. But interpretive dance almost, it's the, the whole purpose is that you have to do it in front of people. Right. So you can't just interpretive dance by yeah. yourself. Yeah. So it's always about sort of just like showing off. Poetry is pretty bad. No, poetry fucking rules. I love poetry. Would you rather have skin made of denim or always have to wear a jacket made of human skin? It's almost like they're working together to ask us. Would you rather have a bad thing once or a little bad thing forever? Well, the I think I guess you you always have to wear a, a skin jacket. That's pretty fucking foul. Yeah, it's not ideal. I guess I'd rather be Denim Man. It's like a cool little superhero. Yeah. Why doesn't anybody like me? You're sort of tucked away in an attic somewhere in a Levi Strauss factory. Denim Man. (laughs) That's cool. That's actually a good commercial. Yeah. That's a good idea. Here we go. Uh, Pleasant Park at Kyle Moore writes... Uh, how would you make a PB&J? Peanut butter and jelly on both sides of the bread, peanut butter on one side, jelly on the other. These are important questions, Serge, dude. Uh, I mean, first of all, best sandwich in the world uh, is peanut butter layered with bananas, drizzled with chocolate chips, bread on top of that. That's the sandwich. That is the PBCCC. Wait. What's this third C? No, sorry, wait. PBB. <laughs> oh, yeah. PBBCC. PBBCC. Sandwich so nice you couldn't name it once. I named it, I named it twice the second time. <laughs> PBBC. Wait, PBBCC. Okay. okay. Think of a different name for it. Peanut butter, banana, <laughs> chocolate chip. PBBCC. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a- fire answer eating your ankle. <laughs> They've crawled into my anus. <laughs> Quick, get the P. Wait, PBB. Shit. So you need to do jelly on one side, peanut butter on the other. Flip the peanut butter over onto the jam because uh, that's the one that's going to adhere to the bread better. It won't drip. But then once you have that, flip it back over because the the jam should sit on top of the peanut butter. It's a little more because uh, it, it has sort of like a layer that's protecting uh, from seepage down to the bottom. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in an Israeli household, so we didn't really have PB&J. I think the first time I had a PB&J was with your family, like at age 25. Yeah, I remember we gave you your first one. Wasn't it in Nantucket? Yeah, so I don't really know how to make it. I assume I would put peanut butter and jelly on one side and then just close it. I'm not going to put it on both sides like an open-faced sandwich and then close that. Uh Uh-huh. You got one? Oh, uh, yeah. This is another food and uh, weather thing. well, I guess actually it's the first weather thing, but it's another food thing. Anyway, Chaotic Chad writes, favorite food slash weather combo? Food slash weather. Give me ramen on an overcast day. It's 61 out. Oh, and guess what? I'm having pork broth in a bowl with a side of rice. You do. You love soup. You love hot soup. So your, your weather is going to affect the food. Right, like your, or sorry, your food refl- is gonna have an effect on the weather. You're thinking, <laughs> yeah, food. Like it was and sunny out until be? I had the ramen, and now that I have the ramen, it affects the weather. But you're, but like we're talking, form. 
yeah, your favorite thing. You're like, I'm thinking of food, and then I'm going to think of the weather to match that. I would think, for me, I'm thinking weather first. So I'm going like 70, 75 degrees, crisp, low humidity, with a nice breeze, and I'm eating fish tacos, and guess what's on the side? (laughs) What? Rice. Yeah, no, I figured as much. By the way, your favorite food and weather are both L.A. staples. So I don't know what you're doing out there. It's uh, it's 80 and sunny today in New York, okay? I'm going to get fish tacos and a side rice. <laughs> With Glenn Rice. He's an old basketball player. Of course. Um, what grades are you guys climbing these days, right? Sharkitect. I am climbing fours and attempting fives. Whoa. On the V scale. That's pretty solid. I haven't solid. climbed in a while. I feel like you could still, but you're exercising. I feel like you would still get up a V3. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I don't know. A lot of it has to do with just how strong your hands and arms and fingers and that kind of stuff you can't you can't replicate in a gym. Yeah, it's true. I miss climbing a little bit, but I also know that it hurts me a lot. It does hurt you? Yeah, just like whenever I have a small ache, like a bruised rib, climbing hurts that. A bum ankle, climbing hurts that. Climbing really just like finds the thing that hurts a little bit and makes it a focus, a focal point of pain. That's interesting. I actually, I have pain almost all the time and I don't have it when I climb. So maybe oh. that's why it's a better sport for me. Like when I run, I'll, I'll hurt for like two straight days. Interesting. And I still do that anyway because I like to run so much. Uh, all right. Who you got? This I, question doesn't really make any sense to me. I'll ask it. Why Why not? Max Heckert says, what percentage of people do you think subscribe to the notion of, I'm not starving, but I could eat, but with pooping? <laughs> Does that make any sense to you? No, but with pooping. I'm like, I don't, have, I don't have to go to the bathroom, but I could shit. <laughs> Is that what he means? Start from the top. What percentage of people do you think subscribe to the notion of I'm not starving, but I could eat, but with pooping? (laughs) Oh, I see. So what percentage of people are like, you know what? I don't really have to take a shit, but I could shit. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. You can't just, you can't force yourself to shit. Yeah, what are you, are you waiting for the last possible moment, sitting down and it's an instant expel? Or are you like, all right, it's that time of day. I'll sit on the toilet and wait and see. I never wait and see. If I don't have to shit, I don't shit. That's awesome. But I, I'm not like, I don't wait till I, it's an emergency either. If I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to shit. I can always just shit. That's I don't awesome. really have like a, like a, I, I, you know, I'm not that regular, like a, the same time every single day. But I'll like take a shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you are you a one a day or? Yeah. Or no, I'm probably like one every six and a half weeks. <laughs> but it's like. Yeah. Really, oh, wait. No, I'm actually. It's so like super. Like, so I'll shit every six and a half weeks. It is as That's small so as different. a marble. It's as small That's as so a marble, different. but it's That's... as it feels heavier than a cannonball. Like I'll, I've chipped the porcelain on my toilet with the density of of this marble. It's basically like a black hole. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's once Nicholas, every month and a half. Nicholas. Ask. No, no, I'm not done. By the way, okay. do you know what the densest material on Earth is? The heaviest metal? Oh, um, mercury? It's actually osmium. That's right. The heaviest metal is osmium. So for whatever reason, you seem to be shitting osmium every month and a half, and you should get that checked out. Right. How heavy is osmium? 
couldn't tell you. 22 grams per cubic centimeter. Does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Chad Benson asks, what is the best condiment? Uh, ooh. Goat condiment. My goat condiment is barbecue sauce. Yeah, I do know that about you. Actually, you also like teriyaki. Yeah, I was going to go teriyaki because you can't really put barbecue on the goat food. A side of rice. A side of, well, if you're going to go to side of rice, then you're going to want a soy. I, a soy or rice. Yours is hot sauce, sriracha. I put it on everything. I love it when things have that kick. I actually Fuck like, off. I like, honey, I like honey mustard, I was going to say. <laughs> I didn't realize. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Oh. You you kind of verbally attacked me there, dude. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I forgot that you also like. A, su- a sweet mustard. Yeah. That was a little. Yeah. It was a little emotionally abusive, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I just thought you uh, liked uh, spicy things too. Oh, really? He really hurt my feelings with the way that he yelled at me in that way, <laughs> with yeah. no regard to how how it would how it would affect me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's fine. Uh, James' argument says, how do you shart in social situations? I don't. Jesus, don't. Uh, sorry, how do you hide a shart? So you shart, oh. what do you do? What, do you, excuse what would you yourself. do? Immediately excuse yourself. You, have to you go to the bathroom and then what? Uh, throw away your underwear. You throw it away. Yeah. Wipe with throw it? Throw away the underwear, wipe, clean yourself, go back. It's fine. No one noticed. Okay. Do you go home? Do you leave the underwear under a, a, a clump of paper towels in the bathroom i guess i'm imagining this happening like at a bar in a public bathroom if you do it at a a friend's house it's a little harder because you do you have to get you have to find a way to throw the underwear out yeah i guess i you'd i guess you could bury it you could probably excuse yourself go to go out to your car go to the street that's good i forgot something in the street <laughs> uh, oh, I, I have a I have a white wine in my in my whip. Hold on, I'll go outside, <laughs> and then you have to drive to a store and get white wine. Uh, yeah, and you're still completely filled with the shart because you haven't discarded the underwear yet. Right, you start sweating. You fully shit your pants. You have diarrhea. <laughs> you have to go home. You have food poisoning, bud. <laughs> Three days later, they want to know what happened to the white wine. If you have food poisoning, you gotta just go rice all day for three days. <laughs> Ever heard of the brat diet? I prefer the rat diet. Rice, applesauce, and rice. <laughs> On the side. Uh, all right. Last question from each of us. Ready? Yep. Ooh, I want to answer Lil this. Grimma, Lil Grimass, Grimace says, have you, ever, have you seen each other's nuts before? Uh, I've seen yours. Have you seen my nuts? Uh, I, I guess I've seen you naked. I don't know if I've specifically seen the nuts of you. All right. Like, I want to see your sack. <laughs> I've seen your cock. I've seen your ass. But have I seen the fucking testes? I've seen your rosebud, but I want you to <laughs> grab your cock and dangle your nuts. I Well, yeah, I teabagged you once, but you were asleep. <laughs> and a side of nuts. I teabagged you when we were living in Los Feliz together. So that was when you were 34 and I was 32. <laughs> That's the oldest person you think ever teabagged somebody. That's a good question. Probably 58. Yeah, I would say that too. Uh, This is kind of a hard one, but hopefully you have an answer. Uh, Proto Tom, Tom Troy 8 writes, what's the least romantic thing someone has done for you? Least romantic thing (laughs) someone's done for me? (laughs) 
it's kind of hard. Yeah, but it doesn't. I, um, I guess there was one time I gave a girlfriend in high school a necklace that I thought she had wanted, and like I'd saved up, and I, I, it, I had like a lot had gone into me getting this ne- necklace, and the first thing she said was that it was the wrong one. That's pretty unromantic. What about Dave yeah. urging you to have a threesome with him? Oh yeah, that was that was another weird one. I came home from a bar with somebody and Dave was just like on the stairs, like pointing to himself saying three way. And I was like, no. And he got mad at me. Yeah. That's gotta be the least, cause that's the opposite of romance, but still in that genre, the Definitely. least romantic thing someone's ever done to you. What do you have an answer? Uh, no, I mean my, my, uh, Dave anecdote about you was my answer. Yeah. That, all right. That's that tracks. That's fair. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for writing in. The opening theme song was Calvin Yeager. The closing one is a different Calvin Yeager song. He submitted okay. so many, we can use another one. Good shit. Uh, if you have your own questions, we usually get them at uh, ifireyoushow at gmail.com. And uh, as always, we'll be back next week. Uh, don't If you're listening right now, don't go back in time and spoil where Kawhi ends up because I still have faith that he'll end up on the Lakers. I think he will, bud. Thanks, man. I needed to hear that. Uh, all right. Later, everybody. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast.